Hello, and welcome to a supplemental episode of Civil Politics, uh, here on our website, civilpoliticsradio.com, part of the Planetside Podcast family of cool shows that you are obviously listening to. I'm Michael Dow, and uh, this is all the fault of Stacey Cooney, who uh, also has a show Provoked here. Provoked us again. Yes. <laughs> who, who said, hey, this is a good conversation. Why don't we record it for listeners? I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, Stacy is also uh, a frequent <laughs> guest and uh, collaborator and uh, also hosts the great show Evidence-Based, talking about science and archaeology and cool stuff like that. And, uh, of and course, dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. And, of course, we also have Sue Timberlake, <clears throat> who uh, is the, you worn know... Out worn, out, <laughs> worn out Republican. <sighs> and, you know, <laughs> arguably the only adult in the room. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Uh, what a topic we were off on just a moment ago. So we, 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 we're the, the, the germ for this conversation is apparently a noted uh, right winger libertarian dude bro podcaster, radio host. I'm not sure exactly how his show is available, but you, certainly YouTuber. does a YouTuber. YouTuber. And YouTuber Joe Rogan uh, has endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. Um, and, and everybody started screaming. Well, and we, we all have, have, have some thoughts about that. So for one thing, uh, Stacy is annoyed for the reason why Joe Rogan said that he was endorsing Bernie Sanders. Stacy, why don't you share with our listeners the excellent reason why you find that so irritating? So apparently the reason why he's endorsing Bernie, um, at least the one he publicly noted, was the fact that Bernie is apparently some sort of straight shooter who's never changed his opinion, that he's been doing the same thing over and over again and saying the same things, and somehow that makes him a better politician. Pure. pure. Yes, pure. <laughs> pure. Is the driven snow. And I personally find that to be a just infuriating argument because I think that the mark of a good person in general, and even of a good politician, is the ability to acknowledge that you were wrong and to evolve. And I think that the idea that someone has always had the same idea, just because we particularly agree with those ideas, sure, that sounds like a great thing. But would you also endorse someone like, for instance, Strom Thurmond, who never changed his ideas about anything? Would you consider him to have been a statesman because of that? I think not. See, I really, I, I like that. Maybe it's because I'm older <clears throat> and more experienced in the ways of the world, you youngins. But um, I, I like the fact that he was saying it before it was cool, and he's still saying it, and there's a certain there is a certain consistency to that. And I agree with you. You know, people are wrong, and they should change their a sense of authenticity. Yeah, it's a sense of of that it's real, and that it's not just for the audience you're in front of. And I think a lot of us are getting really sick of these politicians sort of winging around, and you know, when they're in front of this group, they say one thing, or you know, five years later. I mean, it it bothered me that Obama was didn't you know didn't believe in gay marriage. And I mean, I thought that was really, for a young man, that was a really odd position for him to have. And then he evolved and things changed. But, you know, it was sort of like, 
hmm, you know, maybe he isn't the person I think he is. So it, well, he certainly wasn't. But anyways, but, that's a whole other argument. I there is at least some argument that somebody who, you know, they like dogs today, they like dogs tomorrow, they like dogs when they were a kid. There's something about that that is, it's a, st- a stability, maybe it's, um, what is it, consistency is the of small minds. I forget that saying. But I do find it, I, I like it when somebody you really can see that's what they believe, and you know that it's true. Now, I don't want to say that I don't think that Bernie is a good candidate because of that, or that there's anything wrong with Bernie having done that. I'm talking about the argument itself. I just yep. want to make that clear. I think that it's true. He's said things before, though there are certain things that he's claiming now that he, uh, or at least his followers are claiming that he's saying uh, that he isn't. Um, yeah, that he may not have said. But um, I, I'm not saying that that's... I'm not saying that Bernie is at fault for having been consistent. I'm just saying I don't like that argument. And of course, I'm also not arguing the opposite, that you should say whatever whatever you think people want to say. But I think that there has to be a certain amount of an understanding that sometimes people were wrong in the past. And we shouldn't. So like one of the big things that people talk about is how, you know, Elizabeth Warren used to be a Republican. And, you know, she did. She was a tax accountant. I mean, (laughs) I mean, a tax lawyer. (laughs) I mean, yes, she was a Republican and she evolved and she is very much no longer a Republican anymore. Or do you think that the parties moved? Well, I mean, both, both, both. Absolutely. Um, And so I think that, you know, that is to be commended as well. And so, sure, it's great if people have been consistent and you want people to at least be consistent to their core values. But I think that you have to understand to have core values. Well, yes. And that's another thing that's sometimes a little short. In the- yeah. So I think the thing about um, what uh, Joe Rogan's reasoning, um, as you put it, uh, you know, yes, it's like. Oh, yes, you had an idea when you were 20 and you haven't abandoned it when you're 70. Great. What if it's a dumb idea? Then what? Well, then, yeah. But the it, <clears throat> to some extent, I think when people talk about this, and I, I, I'm not trying to defend Joe Rogan because I really don't know much about the guy, but um, I think... People talk about that as like, oh, he's consistent. He's been saying the same thing for 30, 40 years. I think to some extent that's a shorthand for what they what they really like about it, which isn't just that, yes, he's had a consistent message, but it's also that he was ahead of the curve. He said like he believed in the rights of trans people and gay marriage and women should be elected to high office and whatnot. And he's been arguing for those for decades. And he's right. He was right then. He's right now. Not just arguing, but <clears throat> advocating. Right. For it. Yeah. And, um, and with big asterisks. Oh, that that's fine. That's fine. Well, and and that gets at the that gets at sort of a way in which I think your point is certainly. Uh, sorry. Um. Let me let me sorry. back up here. So, um, there's the, the there's people should get points when it comes to being a you know considered for political office for like, oh, in other words, 30 years ago, you said, hey, you know, it'll be a good idea, uh, universal health care. And you were right then. You've been arguing for it all along. You've been pushing for it all along. And you were right every single time you did that. And you never wavered from it. Right. And so, yeah, you know, 
like in in the same way that it's like um, uh, pundits who in 2003 were advocating invading Iraq were wrong, and yet how many of them still get to go on TV and and share their stupid ideas with us? You know, like they didn't learn their lesson from being terribly terribly wrong about that then, and and they still talk. Whereas people who were saying this is a dumb idea and we shouldn't do this, or even, hey, I was leading a UN inspection team and we didn't find any evidence to suggest that this is uh, a problem, you know, that, that there are actually weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, so what are we doing? You know, those guys don't get asked, asked back on, on the networks in the same way. So, like... A good politician changes... They reframe what they were doing, like, have you heard Joe Biden talk about Iraq? Sure. And how it was that it was really permission to 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 give more bargaining power to Bush so that they could force in the inspectors, and instead Bush Which turned around and... such a such a load of crap. Well, that that's, was actually some of the, the, the framework that was true at the time. Revisionist history. Well, no, it was true. There were a lot of people in Congress that wanted to give Biden us... Biden wasn't one of them. Biden was no. Called, I agree with you. The Biden, Biden was pushing to get rid of Saddam Hussein. Period. Uh, yeah, yeah, back when Clinton was president. But so. there were a lot of people that thought that at least that would force the issue, and they never thought that Bush would turn around and, and march in. So I well, if they honestly thought Bush would never turn around and march in, they were idiots because it was very clear that that's what he wanted to do. But you know, there is something to be said for having a big stick like that, and and a lot of politicians do try and yes, get I, I I don't disagree that there are times when you want to uh, uh, you know vote to support to allow pressure to be placed, but you know like if you don't actually want to invade, don't vote to allow. Well, and I to was invade. really raising it more as the sort of concept that people move the frame. So they look more consistent than they were. Right. And that's absolutely what Biden is doing. And it's a load of nonsense. Uh, he he thought the Iraq war was a good idea and he was for it. And uh, and it was a horrible mistake that has killed over 100,000 people. And he should be ashamed. And he's not. But beyond that, um, like, so... Stacy, you were you mentioned earlier, like how, like, hey, you know, it's important that people recognize they were wrong and then evolve and whatnot. Now, it's also worth noting that, um, as as the 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 the, the wise uh, writer Isaac Asimov put it in a great essay he wrote called "The Relativity of Wrong," Isaac Asimov uh, pointed out that, like, if you say two plus two equals six, that's wrong. Uh, if you say two plus two equals a number. Well, all right, that's right, but it's not as right as 2 plus 2 equals 4. And 2 plus 2 equals 6 is, you know, it's not right. But on the other hand, is it as wrong as 2 plus 2 equals purple? 2 plus 2 equals a banana? Like, well, no. I mean, 6 is at least a number, and it's close to 4, you know? So uh, so I know you're cringing about Isaac Asimov. He's There are issues about Isaac Asimov. But in this essay... I, sm I smell purple. In this essay, he points out correctly <laughs> that, you know... Got the yeah, category right, but the... I would, I would like to say that I have said nothing. <laughs> I know, but man, you... People you, at you home blanched. can't see her I know, face. <laughs> but Stacy was blanching horribly. But anyway, the point is, like, uh, there are degrees of accuracy. That it's one thing to say, this is the right answer... But it's like, for what values of right? For what circumstances? How are we using this? So to say, Bernie Sanders has always been 
has always been a feminist who believed women can and should be voted into high office. Sure, that doesn't mean that he might not be terribly old-fashioned in how he thinks about it. Like, what was cutting-edge, progressive, left-wing thought in 1980 is not necessarily so in 2020. And that, I think, is where I think the, the criticism of Bernie Sanders as being consistent in his message maybe has some validity. I mean, I say this as a guy who ultimately prefers Elizabeth Warren to Bernie Sanders, so, I mean, you know, take all the salt you want. But, my, you know, it's, it's worth noting that, like, the issue with being a progressive, if you stay in the game as a progressive long enough, when progress happens, you're no longer as cutting edge. And, like, eventually, like, progress catches up with you, and suddenly you're not, like on the left wing, you become more center. You you become maybe a stodgy, old-fashioned sort of guy. You know, like like the Marquis de Lafayette during the French Revolution. He went from being like one of the the, the leaders of like the this liberalizing surge against the power of the monarchy to suddenly like a stodgy old defender of the Ancien Regime or, you know, like a kind of traitor. I mean, you know, he went from leading things to winding up in an Austrian prison. <laughs> <laughs> I, and his ideas, his position didn't actually change at all over that six-year period. <laughs> I, Go ahead. This, Sorry. this made me, this invoked in me for some reason. It, it's kind of tangential, but it, it invoked in me the image of seeing a sea full of black women hearing Bernie Sanders talk about for the nine billionth time about his experience in the civil rights movement and seeing a sea full of eyes rolling and sighing. Right. And I think that that's what, I think that that's part of the problem with it. I think that you've hit the nail on the head Yay. where partially it's that someone who has been consistent all along, sometimes they've been consistent in a rut that isn't quite the right rut that we want them to be in too. And I think that he very much sometimes falls into that pattern um, that he's almost there. And yet he still makes me shake my head when he says things. Um, but again, I think that, you know, my argument is, is against the argument, not against the man right. in this, in this scheme. Um, I still think that I stand behind the idea that you have to have the ability to allow people to evolve. Because if you say consistently, oh, well, you know, you didn't think that, you know, two years ago, well, then why is anyone ever going to try and evolve? Because all you're going to do is point and say, well, you know, you used to be a Republican, so you, you can't possibly be a Democrat now. But I've heard a lot of people say that very sentence, you know, sort of two people that, gee, back in the day they did X or they did Y or they did Z, and therefore they're just dismissed out of hand. I mean, I see a lot of that in the press. That's the tribal instinct. You know, yeah. like, you used to be team team red, now you're team blue, or vice versa, or whatever. And it's like, eh, okay, cool, but, you know, um, it, it's it's not just a matter of, like, this is our, this is why Would the, you call it the cancellation? Cancellation uh, it's, culture, it's, yeah. No, it's cancel culture. Cancel oh, okay. culture. <laughs> just cancel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is part of why the impeachment hearings... <laughs> I'm still middle-aged, thank you. Um, uh, but so this is part of the reason why the impeachment hearings in the in the Senate have been so frustrating, because they spend all their time canceling each other. Well, because it's it's become blatantly and totally 
tribal. Like Absolutely. the Democrats are saying we should have witnesses and documents and the Republicans saying, no, we shouldn't. And the Republican basis for that, as far as I can tell, is ultimately that like, well, that would make us look bad. So we don't want to do it as opposed to, you know, we want to get to the truth. So it's a question I of think like some of them are saying that you had your chance in the House and you didn't do it. Go back and do it. But that's literally not how this works. That's not how any of this works. It's not how it worked 20 years ago. That's not how an impeachment is supposed to work. Right, but I mean, it, like, it's not how it worked the last time we did this. And some of the people saying that were the people running that that show last time, and that wasn't what they said then. I know. <laughs> you know, Alan Dershowitz, among other things, is saying very different things now than he was. Why about... are you guys raising your voices? Because I am yelling. <laughs> I think you just made my point. What? Well, that. No, I don't see that I've made your point at all. But I, what is your point? Uh, I forget what it was. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, madam, please. <laughs> no, but it's that people that people immediately jump jump at what you say in such a way that they they negate it. It's it's sort of like they don't even listen in a way. They kind of go right to the what they heard yesterday. They go right to what the argument is today. It's it's a very quick reaction. Part of it's the way media is that you have to be really quick to sort of stay on top of things. And the fact that I said, you know, well, some of them would argue that um, that the House didn't do their job and they need to go back and do it again. And you went right to the argument about by the folks that really don't want any of the evidence. See, they want to vote. My opinion is that inside their hearts, I'm going away from my theory. To <laughs> I think inside their hearts, they don't want the evidence to come out because they're going to vote no. And they don't want the evidence on the record. If they don't well, get yeah, the evidence course. on the record, then when they vote no, they can say, well, we didn't know because the House didn't do their job. But I'm, I'm really not talking about the ins and outs of it. I'm talking more about the, the reaction, the response that people have before it even comes out. I know. I try and watch Fox sometimes. And I, I like um, Chris Wallace on Fox. I like a lot mm -hmm. of people on Fox. But every once in a while, there's some person gets on there. And they're just spouting what I consider to be like, just factually nonsense. Well, yeah, that's, and, that's and factually ears, correct. <laughs> well, but your ears, and it happens on CNN, happens on MSNBC Absolutely. too. And my ears just go, oh, and I go back to C-SPAN where nobody's telling me what to think of whatever the facts are. But I'm, I'm talking about that, that quick, that quick, you know, sort of denouncement and, and the, the way that we're talking to each other. And so one I, thing I want to point out, about that, um, you know, what Mike was saying about, well, that's not what they said 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, that, of course, could you could immediately have said, well, then you're a hypocrite. <laughs> but for me, the, the difference is, is that there has to have been, there has to be a sincerity to the movement. And so I personally explain it, how they do got... not think that any of those people has actually thought about evolving on that issue. They're simply saying what they need to say now in order to get their guy off the hook. And I think that if you, you know, because she's so prominent in this whole thing, you know, if you look at Elizabeth Warren, she clearly had a sincere change of heart oh, to move from being... Lifetime? over her lifetime to go from being a Republican to being a Democrat. There's a difference there 
in quality from someone like Dershowitz, who now says, well, I wasn't wrong then. I'm just more right now. Oh, about whether it's a crime that's required? Yes. Yeah. Yes, That those tapes, comparing those two, have been playing. And, and same with Lindsey Graham. Oh, yeah, it's wicked. <clears throat> so, yeah, and... and, and uh, I, I, I was sort of talking about how like there's a tribalism to it all and it's like it's not about like I have betrayed the I have betrayed the Gambino family and joined the Corleone family you know it's like and it's warring factions of gangsters or whatever you know it's it's about like you know Elizabeth Warren you know had beliefs about uh, uh, people being able to, to better themselves in their lives and economic justice and political freedom and things like that. You know, she had these values, these these beliefs. And what and her work as a bankruptcy attorney led her to be like, oh my God, we're doing this wrong, this really important thing, you know, we're handling it it's the fundamentally wrong way. Flawed. Right. And we need to change that. Oh, and well, one political party is resisting that argument and one political party is accepting it. And since this is what I believe, I have to be with a party that believes what I believe. And that means she switched from the from the Republicans to the Democrats, and you know it'd be nice if uh, it were you know if it made sense to 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 move from one party to another depending on like well this is the agenda I want to pursue and that's the party of that agenda like like as I've mentioned on our show before I worked for Clean Water Action for a while uh, as a canvasser and that's a environmental agitation group that's been around for fifty years. Um, and since Nixon yeah, created the EPA, right. And the, uh, clean water action, uh, you know, had a list of candidates that they endorsed for office and all of those candidates were Republican or were Democrats rather. And none of them were Republicans. And it wasn't because, you know, Democrats, good Republicans, bad. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Because the point was, it's like, here is our checklist. These are the things we care about. Who are the people who are taking the position we believe, you know, we advocate on these issues? All of them were Democrats. Was it the time of Weld? Yeah, yeah. This is because you you probably don't remember the environmental people. Well, actually, no, this this is after Weld. This this is uh, wait no uh, late nineties. So Weld, I think, was yeah. still governor. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was still yeah. right ruining lives. <laughs> So <laughs> he was really good on the environment. Eh, I mean, he was certainly better than a lot of other Republicans, you know. And, better than Charlie Baker. <laughs> and also, the terms of the debate have changed. I mean, for one thing, we had coal-burning power plants in Massachusetts back 20 years ago, and we don't now, in part because of efforts of groups like Clean Water Action to close them. So it's like their position was... was Michael Bloomberg said he closed them all. <laughs> He, I think I saw a commercial later. Right. He certainly yeah. didn't close plants in Massachusetts. <laughs> so the no one in this Mount room Tom. cares what Michael Bloomberg has to say. No. I do. <laughs> well, so... Do you really? Yeah. One of three, you know, let's not just say everybody. <laughs> I do actually care. Yeah, Stacey. Yeah, don't you marginalize. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my, my, just my point is that like, it certainly wound up being like, well, Clean Water Action is backing Democrats and not Republicans. But, you know, it sort of wound up the same way. Like, all the people they back are, are Democrats. None of them are Republicans. But it's also because, like, only Democrats were actually receptive to the kind of arguments and the, the, the logic, the environmental values of clean water action. And none of the Republicans were. So, like, you know, clean water action would do a, a legislative scorecard for, for Congress. And everybody who was voting the way clean water action thought should be 
you know, thought was the correct position on various bills and whatnot that had come before Congress, well, the people who voted most consistently that the way Clean Water Action thought they should were Democrats, and the ones who voted against most consistently were Republicans. So it's like it just that's how it worked out. And I, I remember having strategy discussions with people, and it's like, oh man, you know, like we're trying to connect with this. I forget who it was, but it was a congressman in Connecticut who was a Republican. But it's like, if we can just get him to move a bit more, we'd be happy to to endorse him because he was one of the he was one of the Republicans with a better. um, uh, Yeah, you know, who had a better Better voting record. record, Yes. Than other Republicans. So it's like, yeah, but he just he you know, they, they they were trying to get to meet with him and talk with him and try and persuade him. And he wouldn't talk to him. Well, so going so, back to Elizabeth, do? Elizabeth Warren, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the candidates and sort of the ins and outs of them. And I think I've mentioned that I just read her biography. But recently she said that she would take pro-life people into her campaign, that she thought that the Democrats should have a big tent. And we were talking, one of the reasons we went back to do this piece was abortion and sort of how how do you how do you think about that and, and you know, sort of the same kind of situations with that. I hadn't heard that. Well, that's a whole other can of fish. Uh, kettle of She said we can't really worms. afford to, to just not have any um, right. pro-life Democrats, that we should welcome them into the party, too. Well, that is a whole other kettle of worms. Um, Do you want to stop and talk about abortion later? Or is that the- I, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I think we were talking about the whole issue of, like, who is endorsing and why. Um, and, I mean, we didn't even get into the whole question yet of, like, you know, so what happens when someone like Joe Rogan endorses you? You know, what happens? You know, what would you do if Jeffrey Epstein endorsed your candidate? I mean, obviously he won't. He's committed suicide. Um, he committed suicide. I believe you, actually. I agree. Thank you. I agree. It's, 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 can, we, can we not go there? Because as I, someone who follows a lot of uh, law, yeah. law blogs, I, I, can, I can very well... Imagine that having happened exactly how it happened. No conspiracies needed. I agree, actually. No, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I said he committed suicide because that's what I actually think happened. Sorry, I I misinterpreted the lilt in your voice. okay. Sorry, I meant the, no, no, he really did. Anyway, well, this is a little uh, supplemental to the supplemental. Anyway, but... um, you know, like if if Jeffrey Epstein or someone like him had come out and said, I'm endorsing Pete Buttigieg for president, I can understand the Buttigieg campaign being like, yeah. you know, like it's not their fault the guy endorsed them. But on the other hand, if you know, how do they respond when they, when they do it? Do they go like, and Jeffrey Epstein's endorsed us. Hooray. So that's, so, that's part um, of the issue. But I, maybe, do we want to like leave it here and when we can do another discussion about this in another supplemental episode? Because this one's gone, we've been talking for like 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. It's true. I just want to say we're all Americans. And so what does a politician do with that when they're approached by a group they don't like? Well, they should listen to me and not you guys. Well, I was, I was <laughs> just going to do a little bit on the, um, on a, on another shoot um, example from the other side, which is that, you know, David Duke has tried to endorse people over the years and uh, got varying responses and and got varying responses. And I think that the, the response that you want from a candidate when David Duke says, I'm endorsing you is thanks, but no thanks. Right. I agree. Well, uh, and yes, I am comparing 
uh, Seth Rogen to David Duke. I thought it was Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan. What Seth a, Rogan's the S- actor. Sorry, Josh, sorry, Josh Rogan. I, I do not mean to uh, to unfairly impugn <laughs> Seth Rogan, who's a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I Joe was Rogan. A, I thought he was having a thing with Charlize Theron. Maybe that was a movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I right. think that so, was the candidate, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, the long shot. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's, that's going to wrap up <laughs> this, ep- this supplemental episode of Civil Politics. Uh, stay tuned. We'll probably talk more about uh, abortion and endorsements uh, uh, in another supplemental episode. But anyway, that's all for now from the, the Civil Politics. Thanks for listening and so long. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.